This is WGRE 91.5 FM, Greencastle, Indiana. Good evening and welcome to Music for Life, music from DePaul. In this episode, we find out from our band and jazz directors what their ensembles are bringing us this semester. Faculty oboe professor Landon Sorotkin comes in to invite us to his upcoming recital. Our 21CM graduate intern Elika Okerstrom chats with Melissa Snoza of Fifth House back on campus as part of their year-long residency. And looking forward to our first green guest artists of the semester, we hear from choir director Christina Berger and two of her students about the phenomenal vocal ensemble, The King's Singers. There are lots of exciting things going on in the DePaul School of Music, and we're glad you could join us for Music for Life. Well, that was unexpected, wasn't it? But don't worry. Dean McCoy just had to leave for a board meeting before we could record this week's intro. He'll be back next week. I think. On Monday, February 16th at 7.30 p.m., oboist extraordinaire, our professor of oboe here at DePaul, Leonard Strotkin, will be performing, and we are welcoming him to our studio for the first time. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's great to have you here. I don't know how we've managed to survive this long without getting you in. We're glad you're here. It's my pleasure. So you have a great recital in store. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to it. It's a pretty unusual program. So tell us about it. I built the recital based on the theme of oboe and strings. So it's a combination that I personally like very much. And mm -hmm. oboe usually is either orchestral instrument or paired with woodwinds or something similar to that. But uh, there are quite a few pieces that are written for oboe and strings. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are four so-called oboe quartets. Mm -hmm. Three of them are actually oboe quartets, and the fourth is the English horn and strings. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, with the exception of uh, Mozart, the very first one, all of the others are 20th century pieces. Ah, so Mozart <clears throat> opens the show. Yes, absolutely. Which... Uh, well, if one wants to do oboe quartet's show, uh, you cannot go without Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> so. True. <clears throat> and then where do we move? Then uh, we move to Malcolm Arnold. To, ah, uh, I love Malcolm Arnold. Yeah, he's a fantastic composer of uh, mid-20th century from England, and this is much lighter piece uh, in general. I mean, Mozart is light by itself, but style-wise, Malcolm Arnold is more like a movie music, and uh, there are mm -hmm. some uh, references to you know, middle movements to even Shostakovich, though. Mm -hmm. But uh, in general, it's very light and um, somewhat jazzy. Mm -hmm. Then we move to completely different British composer, Benjamin Britten. Ah. That particular piece is probably my favorite out of the whole program, and uh, it's very deep music, and mm -hmm. so it's called Fantasy Quartet. It's one movement piece. What is peculiar about that is the piece definitely demonstrates maturity of the composer. Uh, mm -hmm. It's absolutely phenomenally crafted. While composer was only 17 year old when oh he wrote it, it's, <laughs> it's very, very early work. And um, funny enough that both Malcolm Arnold's piece and Britain's piece are both dedicated to the same oboe player, Leon Goosens, the I famous British mm -hmm. oboe player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and from there we move to Jean Francais. Ah. which is a 20th century French composer, again, from somewhat more serious Britain to much lighter, very witty, charming, Parisian ragtime type of uh, <laughs> light piece. And so who will be joining you? 
I have uh, three fantastic colleagues. I work with them regularly in Indianapolis and uh, some other uh, places. And the cellist, Peter Oppie, who mm -hmm. is a cello professor at Ball State University. Mm -hmm. And I had a privilege and extreme pleasure to actually collaborate with him on actually Britain Quartet before. Ah. Uh, we took it to St. Petersburg on a tour. Great. Once, uh, yeah. So he will be playing cello. Catherine Hirschberger uh, will be playing viola. She is an Indianapolis freelancer and private teacher, um, mm -hmm. graduate from IU. And uh, Shoshana Kay, a member of Indianapolis Chamber Orchestra, will be a violinist. That's fantastic. It's a great program, and I share your affection for the pairing of double reed and strings. It's a wonderful pairing, and it's been explored by a lot of great composers, and you're bringing really four of the best. Well, I'm trying to get different styles somewhat, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of the fact that uh, both Malcolm Arnold and Britain are from England. We technically are representing three main musical countries right. in Europe. I mean, Spain is pretty big too. But And each of those <laughs> flow one to the other very well because the style change is so drastic, Absolutely. so remarkable. Absolutely, and that I think is the advantage of programming them that way. Right. It's going to be a fantastic program. It's on Monday night, February 16th at 7.30 p.m. in Thompson Recital Hall. You won't want to miss it. And thanks for coming in to chat about it. Absolutely. My pleasure. This is Hannah Gothier bringing you the events calendar for the week of February the 16th. On Wednesday, the 18th at Almost Home, Junior Matt Skiba will be playing. He'll be bringing some jazz standards and a few other things, so make sure you come and check that out. On Friday the 20th, the much-anticipated arrival of the King Singers. They'll be giving a workshop with the Chamber Singers at 12.30 that day, and later at 7.30 is their concert. This is also an audition weekend, so make sure you give all the prospective students a nice welcome. The concerto competition first round is on the 19th, and the finals are the 21st, so good luck to everyone participating in that. And that concludes our events calendar for the week of February the 16th. From the Student Recital Hour of February 11th, 2015, pianist Ben Ramos performs Isaac Albanese's Evocacion from Book One of the Sweet Iberia.
We're in our third week of the semester, and it's already up and running, and all of our ensemble directors are already deep in the weeds trying to uh, put together the first of what will be several performances throughout the semester. And here to chat with me about the university band's plans is their conductor, Dr. Craig Paré. Welcome. Thank you. So you guys have a concert right around the corner, actually. You start pretty quickly. I don't know where the beginning of the semester goes. We suddenly (laughs) jump right in after winter term, and we're going. Our first is that we're participating with the music of the 21st century. There's two works of Roberto Sierra's that we're performing as part of that concert. We have a March concert on March 8th and one on the 26th of April. And on, on a Tuesday, on May 5th, we're going to do something with student conductors that I've done maybe once or twice, which is bring in a guest clinician to work with three of our student conductors. So we're, we've got a busy semester up. Wow. So you guys come back from winter term and immediately jump into the music of the 21st century. So there you do get to choose the music, but it has to be from that composer's stable. In some way, I think our history has been that we present to the composer when they show us what we have for band or orchestra or choir, the repertoire that they have, we look at what we can prepare not only adequately, but really at a high level Mm -hmm. and then go to them and say, does this represent for band? what you're hoping. Mm. And Roberto Sierra had quite a few things, but they weren't of his originally. Uh, The two works, for example, that we're doing were arranged by Mark Davis Scatterday, who's the conductor of the Eastman Wind Ensemble. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing original, but there are wonderful works of his that our group is getting a chance to experience through some excellent arranging. Yeah, great transcribing Mm -hmm. of, yeah, that's fantastic. And then for your next two programs, you do choose the program. And how far in advance are those things chosen? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm still looking at our April 26th concert. I've just, maybe about two weeks ago, finalized our March concert, partly based on the time I wanted to spend on the Roberto Sierra works, because I usually take one or two works, do it for the music of the 21st century, and then bring at least one work to our concert, Right. because we'll often have an audience that's quite different from the music of the 21st century. And plus, it's such a shame to have worked so hard, play one piece, and it's totally, you never hear it again. You just know, It's great once. to keep it around. Right? That's right. So we're going to bring one of the works, the first movement of this Symphonia Number no. 3 of La Salsa, to our March 8th concert, and a variety of other works, too, a country band, March of Ives, Toccata Marziale of Von Williams, mm. Danza Finale of Hienestera. Ah. So we've got a variety of works that are kind of surround that, and a highlight of that concert is Scotty Stepp's going to be a soloist with us. Oh, fantastic. There's an original work by a composer named Evan Chambers, Concerto for Alto Saxophone and Band, and it's a rather new work. And Scotty had brought it to my attention, and I heard it last year and thought, what a great way. It's surrounded of blues and New Orleans jazz, (laughs) and it's typical of blues and jazz music. Oh, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. And then your April concert still being developed. And then tell me a bit about this conductor opportunity, because most undergraduate students never get the chance to actually conduct a live on, you know, they're conducting CDs all the time. That's right. Or their iPhone. Uh, The years that we're not recording, I've tried to do something on a consistent basis with student conductors. Some years we've auditioned them and they've prepared several rehearsals and then given a concert. Last time I did this, what I did instead was took rehearsal time, brought in a guest conductor, and you were one of three that actually we worked with, and the students get a chance to be videotaped and turned into a DVD of work in them rehearsing and being clinicked. And I only have time to be able to do that once, so I'm bringing in Dr. Roby George from Indiana State, a colleague of mine who's a wonderful conductor. And on that Tuesday, what we're going to do is select uh, in the process two or three student conductors that will work on a, I think they'll have three rehearsals after our April 26th concert. 
And then on that Tuesday, he'll come in and he'll work with each of them for about a half hour. Wow. We'll videotape it, turn it into a DVD for them. Because a number of our students, when they want to go into graduate school, if they're interested at all in conducting or doing a summer workshop with conductors, often they have to... Uh, have to have the tape. They have to submit something of their work. And this is a great opportunity not only to have them rehearse, but work with a clinician. And it's eye and ear opening. Yes. They step up all of a sudden, wow, all these people are really following me. It's not the CD that's going to do whatever it does no matter what I do. These people are actually following what I'm doing. Yeah, and the band gets a chance to really not only watch a student conductor shape over the course of several rehearsals, but in that day, watch a clinician work with that student conductor. fantastic opportunity. You guys have a busy semester ahead. I wish you luck with it, and thanks for coming in to chat about it. Thank you. From the Student Recital Hour of February 11th, 2015, clarinetist Dan Hickey, violinist Jenny Miller, and pianist Rachel Robin perform the first movement, Overture, from the Suite for Violin, Clarinet, and Piano, Opus 157B, by Darius Millot. Mm. Elka Okerstrom, graduate intern for 21CM. This morning I'm here with Melissa Snoza, who is the flautist and executive director of Fifth House Ensemble, our artist in residence this year. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So Melissa, I'd love to hear what we have planned for your visit. Absolutely. So we are going to be doing a workshop with Michael Fox from International Music Network. He is the Midwest agent, actually, for that organization. And I thought it might be really cool for the students here to get the opportunity to speak with someone who has had the experience of building the careers of artists of all different genres. So he's going to be talking about some of the basics that he works with in terms of booking, contracting, sales, and then also probably even more interestingly, how he shapes the careers of the artists that he works with, which I think will be a really interesting conversation. That's going to be really exciting and a great opportunity for the students to start thinking ahead about that sort of career path. 
can't come soon enough. Yeah, and actually, you know, one of the things that's neat is that some of those same questions that he asks himself as he goes through and thinks about what an artist should be doing with their next steps are some of the same ones that you would ask yourself even if you were self-managed. So it's a kind of a great thing to be able to be thinking about those things early. Great. So looking ahead, you guys are going to be coming back in April with Balladino, which is an event we're all really looking forward to. But actually back in January, I believe you were in Berlin meeting with them for the first time. Is that correct? Yes. So we've actually met each other. They've been in Chicago before. They actually toured last year with Arts Midwest. So they went to cities all over the Midwest twice during two different touring periods. So we got to have some FaceTime with them last spring. But this was really our first opportunity to get together with our instruments out and try some new material for the show, which was really exciting on our end, super terrifying because (laughs) they're such amazing musicians and so completely different from us. But it was fantastic. I mean, we started with a piece by Dan Visconti, who's the composer on our roster. It's called Black Bend, and it is completely steeped in the blues. It's so much fun. And so we have Balladino's violinist playing second violin with us there. And then we also have their wind player who is improvising on all of these different instruments on top of it, which is really, really fun. And then there's also another piece called Traveling Music by Ken Benshoof, which is, again, similarly really into American folk. But then suddenly when you start putting a shofar and a duduk in the middle of it, it gets this incredible Middle Eastern flair. And one of the things that's been really cool about playing together is that the techniques we use are a little bit different. And so we're able to show each other things. But, you know, all in all, it's just so exciting to see this music come to life in a way that's really special when you bring musicians with their own unique voice to those solos. It's really great. This is so into the idea of genre crossover, which is something that we're starting to really promote and engage in here at DePaw. Can you elaborate a little bit on what that experience was like for you? Yeah, it's really just in our minds about finding a common language. And, you know, one of the most beautiful things that Tomer said to me, Tomer is their string player and one of their lead arrangers, One of the things that he said to me in our first conversations was that he likes to think of his arrangements as a home-cooked meal. When people listen to his music, he wants someone who is from the United States or from any country in the Middle East or from somewhere in Asia to hear something in it that they would have heard in their home. You know, and I thought that was such a beautiful thing. It actually led us to how we were going to do this project together and what we might do with the music. And I really think that he's accomplished that because the thing that's amazing is when I play Balladino's album for my parents who are from Brazil and Cambodia or from people in the Midwest or from people from all these different countries, there's something about it that they connect to, even if they've never heard Ladino music before. And that's the amazing part. So for us being able to really think about how we're going to use the various instruments that we have at our disposal, how we're going to recombine them in unique ways, whether it's adding fifth house musicians to a Balladino song or adding Balladino musicians to an existing composition or working with some of the pieces that are being written specifically for this show. You know, it's kind of a amazing wealth of riches that we have available to us. And I think it's really just about being able to be open and to experiment with all the different options. Great. Something else I'd love to chat with you about is this whole idea of community engagement, which is something we're really stressing in this April visit. So can you tell us about some things that you guys will be doing with the community while you're here? Absolutely. So we'll be visiting several schools, um, middle schools, high schools, both here and several miles out from here. We'll also be at the farmer's market and the library here in town. 
And with those, it's going to be a great opportunity for people out in the community and also for students to get to meet all of the musicians and also to hear some of the unique sounds that happen with all these different instruments that they're bringing in. So we've been building a show that's about showcasing those instruments, but also really exposing folks to the different kinds of folk music that exist out there in the world and how they are similar and how they're unique. Well, it looks like we're in for a great visit, not only today, but also for the rest of the semester. And thank you so much for coming in with us. My pleasure. Thanks. The Hickey-Miller-Robin Trio returned to perform the second movement of the Mio Trio, Divertissement.
So I'm not certain if our guests have been offended by being sent off to the desert island or what exactly has happened. We haven't done one of these for a while, but it's time for the return of the 5-Minute iPod. Now, the way the 5-Minute iPod works is that we threaten to send someone off to a deserted island and the only thing they have is an iPod, but worse than that, it can only play five minutes. We were always afraid that people would choose, you know, the Mahler symphonies or something, or a single Bruckner symphony, uh, and we wanted them to really hone down, and there's only five minutes on this iPod. And so joining us to tell us what's on her five-minute iPod is our violin professor, Erica Dicker. Welcome. Thank you. It's nice to have you here for a few moments before we shuttle you off. Well, it's great to be here, and I'm glad to know that this really is an apocalyptic scenario because originally I was going to go in a more positive Neil Young direction, but given the fact that I am stranded alone on this island with only five minutes of music... And that's all you're going to get over and over and over and over. The one piece of music in my life that I have never, ever, ever gotten sick of... Oh, and can it be like a particular recording? Of course, it should be. fabulous. So is um, the Credo from Arvo Peretz Berlin Mass... That was recorded by the Estonian Chamber Choir and Chamber Orchestra, conducted by a wonderful man with an unpronounceable Estonian <laughs> last name. But that piece of music, particularly this recording, it's just, it's the first time I heard it, which was actually when I was a freshman in college. All I could think was, this is what I want it to sound like. Wow. when I die. <laughs> so if given the nature of this scenario, like that, that is what... Yeah, that is so, the track I'd go out on in this life. <laughs> so, and you know, we normally tell people that we'll come pick them up later. But since you've gone that direction, okay. we're just going to leave you there to play Parrot forever. What is it about this piece that attracts you so strongly? Just the voice, the way in which Parrot uses the voices is so exquisite. It just sounds mm. like the thirds, the tonality, it just sounds suspended in time. It's like this wonderful bath of sonic joy. And so if I'm to be left all by right. myself alone on this island, you know, mm. just hearing human voices resonating in this wonderful way, I think would be both a comfort and a joy. I can see it now. We come to pick you up and you're like, no, no, I've only heard it 7,500 <laughs> times. I want to hear it again. It really is one of those pieces. So, <laughs> And I encourage my students, especially Jenny Miller, who's working on Parrot's piece, Fratrace, for her oh. senior recital. Um, I highly encourage everyone to check it out. Well, have a good time on the island. Thanks. I will. <laughs>
the Hickey-Miller-Robin trio return once again to perform the third movement, Je, of the Mio Trio. I'm John Corigliano, and you're listening to Music for Life. We love to kick off the semester with the overview of our ensemble programming for the semester. And joining me to chat about the jazz programs, Dr. Steve Snyder. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? So you had a great uh, December because you got to take your combo to play at the White House. It was lots of fun. It was a very great honor, and we, uh, we really enjoyed that time. And boy, they threw you a curveball because of a security glitch. You ended up having to extend the set. They did, yeah. Well, I think we were scheduled for an hour and a half. We ended up with two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> and uh, Good thing it happened to the jazzers. Well, yeah, we just took a few extra courses. and uh, <laughs> no, It was great. I mean, the kids were, uh, they did a fantastic job under pressure. And we just kept getting prompts from one of the people who were ushering us through this process and asking us, uh, can you play some keep more? Going, play keep some going, keep going. I asked the guys, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, what a great invitation and a great honor. And then big groups of folks, and it was all a fine time. But now we're already past that, and that's all ancient history. Ancient history. We're jumping ahead. So you've got some things up your sleeve for the jazz program in total. So let's start with the jazz ensembles. You've got a couple of concerts planned, right? We do, yes. Uh, the jazz ensemble, that's our uh, big band here at the Paw. Mm-hmm. We've got two concerts scheduled for the spring. One is scheduled for March 4th and the other for April 21st. Great, and are those programmed already? The March 4th one's just around the corner. The March 4th is programmed. We're hoping we can get a guest artist for one of these uh, one of these shows, we, but it's been tough going trying to find someone who can make the times. Yeah, right, and then you've also got an invitation to uh, do a community dance. Right, the Putnam County Museum puts together a dance called Through the Decades, mm-hmm. and uh, we're working on trying to get that scheduled with them. 
That's fantastic. I hope you pick a date that I'm available. Those things, I love those things. Yeah. I can't dance at all, but I just love the music. And it's great experience for the band, too, absolutely. to get exposure to that repertoire in the context in which it's used. Right, absolutely right. So what's happening with Jazz at the Duck? Well, we've got a number of things happening uh, this week. That's uh, That'll be the 12th on Thursday. We've got uh, Kenny Phelps and Sandy Williams who's our guitar instructor here. We're excited to have them back. They were with us last semester, and we had a really tasteful evening of beautiful jazz, which was well attended, so I really hope uh, yeah, yeah. we get a lot of people out for this one as well. Jam session the following, that's the 19th. That'll be a jam session the 25th. We've got Tad Robinson and his oh, band man. is coming they in for two great. sets. Yeah. yeah, very excited about that. March is a short month because there's only three due to our spring break. Right. But right. Um, we've got a couple of uh, special things planned for that in addition to our regular jam session. Boy, you guys have a busy schedule. There's lots of great things happening in the jazz world here at DePaul, and uh, we're glad you took a minute to come in and chat about it. Thanks for coming. Thanks. And here is the Hickey, Miller, and Robin trio with the finale of the Mio Suite for Violin clarinet and piano, the introduction and finale.
We are thrilled that the Green Guest Artist Concerts continue with one of the most beloved groups of all time and one of the biggest concerts of the year. The King Singers are joining us, and I've brought a bevy of singers in to <laughs> chat with me about this. Our choir director, Christina Berger, and two students, Dylan and Dallas. Now, we could get a little group here, Dylan, Dallas, and Christina. Dylan, Dallas, it sounds and like <laughs> or, or a law firm. <laughs> so Dylan Prentice and, and Dallas Gray are here to chat with us about the King Singers. You guys are looking forward to this? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really cool. Like I've sung a couple of their arrangements of their choral pieces, and I just love them, every single one of them. It's great. It's yeah. a lot of fun. They have a billion albums out, and I think yes. I have all of them. And <laughs> they're always being shuffled. Yeah. How about you? Well, I wish I could say I was looking forward to it, but the irony is that I'll be working in England when they are here working well, with so my great. students. You fly across <laughs> the pond that way, and they yeah. fly across the pond this way. But I'm certainly excited for my students who will get to work with them. So. Right. So... What do you know about the King Singers? How long have you followed the King Singers? Oh, you know, just forever. I mean, I think there were two groups that came to my attention when I was in my youth and starting to form my ideas about what I wanted to do. And the Waverly Consort was one of them, and mm -hmm. the King Singers was another that just heavily influenced my love for vocal chamber music. So, yeah, from their recordings of Renaissance part songs through um, their incredible Beatles arrangements oh, and, and their influence on other groups who've come up with tremendous arrangements. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, the last time I heard them was in 2012. I was vacationing in San Sebastián, Spain, and they were playing on the local concert <laughs> series. So yes. I went to hear them there, and they did Elizabethan music. They did some new commissions, and, uh, you know, it's just wonderful to see that they're still revivifying vocal chamber music. Oh, they are, and, yeah. and they'll do anything. They'll just yeah. bring it on, let's try that too. Yeah. You know, I, I really like that about them. So, Dylan, what excites you about the King Singers? As Dr. Berger was saying, I really enjoy their variety of music, and I've only been following them for a couple of years now. My uncle actually introduced me to them, but mm. I really enjoy that they are able to balance the line of classical and more pop culture mm -hmm. music, and that kind of brings a relative you know, sense for all, especially students. It, it gives us something to, I know a lot of non-music students really enjoy that as well. They get able to get a, kind of a taste of both. It pleases all the audiences, and that's really my favorite part. Yeah, they're fantastic. I remember the the last time I saw them was in Baltimore, and they came out and did a Goretzky piece yeah. on Maria. Mm -hmm. And they just walked out and started singing and just knocked mm -hmm. everybody out. And then they closed with this Celtic piece on Maria's wedding. And it was yeah. like, oh, it was so cool. You know, we just had gone through. And then we had a little Beatles in the middle and, and some pop yes. tunes and, you know, a little Joss Can. We were everywhere. It was it was really crazy. Have you been able to hear them live yet, Dallas? No, I have not. I'm very excited for them to be here. Um I actually didn't start listening to them until after I sang one of their arrangements. Ah, and I was like, That's what brought you to them. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. And, so, and it's especially <clears throat> fun that we keep coming back to that Beatles album, but that's especially fun because all of those sounds are made by them. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no instruments in it, even though it does sound like, you know, so they do the trumpet obligatos mm -hmm. and they the do the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's great fun. So this is going to be a fantastic event where we're thrilled to be able to bring just the cutting edge of, of successful 21st century musicians to DePaul through the Green Guest Artist Concerts. And this is coming up. It's this Friday night at 7.30 p.m. in Kresge. Tickets are going fast. You won't want to miss. Go online now and get yours. And thanks to you all for coming in to chat about it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Rounding out this episode, from their Signum Classics CD, Great American Songbook, 
The King's Singers perform The Lady is a Tramp, I've Got the World on a String, and Every Time We Say Goodbye. She hitched and hiked and grifted too from Maine to Albuquerque. Oh, yeah, that's why the lady 
enjoyed this week's episode of Music for Life. We love hearing from listeners. You can contact us by emailing musicforlife at depaw.edu. We're also on Facebook at Depaw Music for Life, and you can subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching there for Depaw Music for Life. Our student producers are Anna Gatdula, Matt Skiba, Burke Stanton, Rachel Amalfitano, Hannah Gauthier, and Caleb Denning. Our 21CM graduate intern is Elika Okerstrom. Veronica Pedrel is our online editor, and our show is produced by Matthew Champagne in the Judson and Joyce Green Center for the Performing Arts at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. I'm Mark McCoy, Dean of the School of Music. Thank you for listening to our show. Keep music in your life, and have a great week.
It's music for life. 